You ain't gonna rock and roll no more. Yakety yak. Don't talk back. There'll be no rush to back the scrum this time. Canterbury make it 11 straight victories. But the Blue Whites are dominant again from 14 0 down. They've won here at ANZ Stadium 22 to 14. everyone welcome to episode 120 of not the footy show it's warwick nicholson here your host for the round 24 preview i'll have eyes recapping his performance at the panthers raiders game last sunday afternoon maria cialis talks about ben barber is the dally m slash nrl tweet player of the year his award to lose we'll find out whether the whole season counts for the last 10 weeks Matty duncan comes on he's fighting i think the flu everybody so he'll do his best to uh Talk about which teams in that bottom, the five teams that are left for the three spots and whether any of them actually should bother trying to make September and the fish returns. Dum, 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 dum. All on Not The Footy Show, episode 120. Okay, everybody, it's time for Eyes, the genius tipster. We went out to Penrith Park, the champion, and myself and a few other members of the family and watched the Panthers play the Raiders. How was that experience, Eyes? Really cool. Yes, and who did you say would win before the game? Canberra. Who did Uncle Warwick pick before the game? Panthers. Uh, and who got it right? I won. Yeah, what was the final score, do you remember? 10 to 20. 10 to 20, so the Raiders 20, the Panthers 10. And what did you make of the start of the match? Because Penrith scored straight away. I felt that Canberra wasn't going to win. Yeah, at one stage, guys, is it true that you were sitting, looking away from the ground with your arms folded? No, I wasn't. And uh, what did you feel like at half-time? Do you remember having a conversation with me about the game? What did I tell you the Canberra would do? Win, and I won. Yeah, we're coming back from 6-0 down at half-time. Now, buddy, what did you make of all the people in the ground? Apparently there was one guy who sounded like a goose. The man was shouting at the referee, thinking that he was on the campus side, not the Panthers. Yeah, and the strange thing about that, guys, is he didn't make a noise for about 65 minutes of the game, did he? No. And then the Panthers started from behind, and all of a sudden he made a noise. And what did you say about that, guys? Why did he turn up? Why didn't he just stay at home and shout his last tears off? <laughs> Fair enough. Are you going to watch them the whole match next time? Yeah. <laughs> okay, Eyes, can you rate the game experience out of 20, please? 20. Oh, he loved his rugby league. Eyes, we'll take you to another game, I'm sure. Let's get to your tips for round number 24. Friday night, we have the Bulldogs and the Tigers. Tigers. The Broncos and the Storm. The Raiders and the Roosters. Raiders. The Sharks and the Rabbitohs. Rabbitohs. The Warriors and the Panthers. I think I might go for the Panthers. Yeah, you saw him play last week. Flash Gordon was pretty good. Titans and Eagles. Oh, Titans. Titans. The Seagulls and the Knights. Knights. And finally, the Dragons and the Cowboys. Okay, there is tips, everybody, from Eisenhauser. Now, buddy, I had to ask you one more thing. Canberra have got three games to go. Do you reckon they can beat the Roosters, the Bulldogs, and the Warriors? Because if they do, they'll make the finals and play for the big cup of lollies. Yay, the big cup of lollies. I can eat them. <laughs> Very good, mate. All right, we'll speak to you next week on The Footy Show. Bye, Uncle. Pepsi. Okay, let's talk to Maria Cialis here on The Footy Show. Throw me a frickin' phone here. And the boss needs the info. Hello. G'day, Maria. How you doing? 
Good, thanks. How are you? Oh, very, very well. Uh, we have to talk about Benny Barber. I'm sure that's going to really disappoint you and the listeners. Um, oh, you know, <laughs> you Benny. Can, you can force yourself to talk about Benny? Um, yeah, no, that's okay. Okay. She's allowing everybody we can talk about <laughs> Ben Barber here on Not The Pretty Show. You know what show. happens now? Every, every, we have a meeting every Monday to decide the team of the week before we talk about our stories. We start with fullback and everyone just stares at me. I'll be perfectly honest. I thought I thought uh, Michael Gordon was better than Ben Barber this week, personally. He was he was good. I think it's hard when you um when you end up on the winning on the uh, losing side though. Yeah, but that being said, um, Canberra were pretty average yet still got the victory. Ben Barber though, he was great in patches in the game against the Broncos. Just quickly on that game, uh, worried after fourteen nil down after twenty minutes. Yeah, I was. Um, the Broncos were just smashing us. Their defence was amazing. Um, and I, I think uh, a lot of people like myself are still stuck in the you know, past couple of years and the Bulldogs never being able to come back from a deficit. So when they do now, it's very surprising. Yeah, it was a, a good victory for the Dogs uh, and the Broncos. If they miss the eight, that's the game. That'll cost them. Let's talk about Ben Barber. The whole, I think, uh, at least one betting agency has paid out in Dallium Award for him. But look, Maria, do we care about the Dallium Award, really? Oh, uh, not really. Well, that's the right answer, given we're going to talk about the NRL Tweet Player Year Awards that you vote in. So thanks for, thanks for playing along. Um, ben Barber is on top. I can reveal to everybody he is on top of our uh, voting system, which is a 4-2-1 basis, two voters each game. So you actually get a good cross-section of actually who performed in the match rather than just one person's 3-2-1. And I think it gives you a much fairer... Um, spread across the games. Now, the question that I've got for you, Maria, is I've heard at least one comparison between Ben Barber's performance this year and Jared Haynes a couple of years ago. Now, everyone kept saying that Jared Haynes only played well for nine or ten, nine or ten games at the end of 2009. But is it a fair thing to say, and I'm not, this is, I love Ben Barber, you know how much I like Ben Barber. Is it a fair thing to say that Ben Barber's maybe only had ten really good games as well over the course of the whole season? Um... No, I don't think so. I think he's had better... I think he's performed better consistently than Jared Haynes did in 2009. I think um, the fair comparison to make between them is they're both the the attacking weapon on a team that perhaps doesn't have the flashiest or, you know, people people who take the rest of the attention away, like Manly, for example. And one of my co-workers is always harping on about this. Jamie Lyon will never win the Dally M even though he's, what, the best player in the game, or at least one of them, because there are so many other good players at Manly, so the points get shared around instead of focused on one person. Well, that's an interesting comment, because I've just had a look at the stats here, and after 23 rounds, Ben Barber has polled in... He's polled in about 13 games, but he's only polled strongly in about 10 of the, mm-hmm. um, the games that he's played. But interestingly enough, he's only taken out the all eight votes once, twice... Ah. Three times in the whole season. Mm. Now, I believe you've actually had a lot of games where you have been on the Bulldogs match, and and you haven't always given Ben Barber your four votes. And you said because you like to share it around a bit, if you recall. I do. Um, it's, it's prevalent. I know. I mean, the awards are for the best, but um, I think the the problem, the other problem with him is just he just does stuff so often that you forget that it's special. Yeah. Kind of thing. So, um, I can understand that because I mean, you, you made the comment about Manly and the goal their players. Well, Josh Reynolds is the... If Ben Barber doesn't win the Dally M and he doesn't end up taking out the um, NRL Tweet Player of the Year Award, it would be because a guy called Josh Josh Reynolds has probably won three or four man of matches in that period of time. And particularly over the last month or two, James Graham and Aidan Tolman have been huge for you guys. So I think think that as much as I love watching Ben Barber play this year, and there's no doubt at all, he has played out of his skin to a level that we just uh, sit there and we just go, Kevin Moore, you are a goose. But... The thing that hits me, that hits you the most, is that it's not a slam dunk like everyone thinks it is. Because the nature of awards is that your player to win the Dally M, you've got to win seven or uh, six to seven man of the match awards and pick up some votes other, elsewhere. And as we said, um, I'm looking at the thing now, and, and Josh Reynolds is in about twelfth position on thirty three votes on our uh, player of the year awards. He's got half the votes of Ben Barber, but again, they're taking away potential four votes for Ben Barber. So everybody, don't be stunned if he doesn't win. A, the NRL Tweet Player of the Year award, and B, I think there's a guy called Bill Slater who... No, Billy Slater's not going 
going to get it. Okay, this is what I want to put Absolutely up. Absolutely not. Listen, yes. just listen for a second, okay? Up yeah. until, up until uh, round number 13, Billy Slater had 53 points, all right? Mm-hmm. Ben Barber is now on 72. Okay, I can tell everybody that in the two games that Billy Slater has played since he's come back, he's polled in those two games. I can't say how many votes he's got, but he has polled in those two games. So what I'm trying to basically put out here is everyone forgets about the start of the season far too much when it comes to Player of the Year awards. They look at the back end of the season, and we're not saying that Ben Barber hasn't played fantastically well, but you can't discount how good Billy Slater was up until Origin 2. And that's why I'm saying that don't be shocked if the margin at the end isn't by the length of the straight that everyone seems to think that it is. Oh, I'm sure if um, Billy had stayed on the field, he'd, he'd be a lot closer or two or closer to winning it, but I think that's the problem. He was out for, what, three, four games? Well, he's actually, uh, in terms of actually being able to register votes if he didn't play Origin... Uh, it's about six games uh, that he would have missed. Um, but again, this is what we're trying to just basically impart here on the footage show, everyone, is that don't think that it's a complete slam dunk. It probably should be, and we're not saying it shouldn't be, but Billy Slater did have a pretty fantastic start to well, the first half of the year in 2012. I can give you some other names that are in contention. Matty Bowen is very close to Billy Slater. Uh, Benji Marshall is out of contention for the main award, but he still could get... A minor placing, JT, Cooper Cronk, Greg Inglis, Todd Carney, Sean Johnson, and Jared Mullen and Paul Gallon round out pretty much the top ten. And I, I think from all those uh, players, you can't argue that any of them haven't had a good season. Oh, maybe Sean Johnson. Well, again, this is, this is the thing that, that hits me, is we forget about what they've done over the course of the season. And I look at how average he was last weekend. Yeah. I, I, no, I just don't think he's been that good at... Not, uh, I don't, it's not really any fault of his own because his whole team hasn't been that great, but no, I don't see it. Okay, he's got uh, one less man of the match performance than uh, Ben Barber, but anyway, we're just putting it out there, everybody. That's the beauty of this award, is it's different opinions coming in and ending up on a final score. Now, as I said, they'll probably give the Dally M to Ben Barber, um, mm-hmm. but we've got three rounds left, and he should win it, we imagine, but he's got to play well. I think he's still got to get at least one set of votes in the last three rounds to secure it. Now, Marie, did you go to the Bulldogs Broncos on Sunday? Yep, I was. Did you go to the press conference afterwards? Uh, yep. Who did Des, who did Des Hasler blame for winning this week? Did he did he um, admit that they were in the top two this week? Did he admit they did he admit that they were in the top two this week? No, nobody uh, did ask him that question. Because <laughs> they actually mathematically no. can't miss out in the top two now. Uh, oh, pretty much they can't miss out in the top two um, mm. and a home semi final. More to the point, this is the thing that I've been hearing a couple of comments from South fans in the last couple of days, and I'm sure Bulldogs, some Bulldogs fans are foolishly thinking this as well. But I want to get your opinion, Maria. Do you subscribe to the we've got to lose one before the semi-finals idea? Um, I don't think you'd have to, but um, I wouldn't have been disappointed that disappointed if they did last weekend. Mm. For me, to, for, for South fans to say that um, is kind of living in a, in a weird sort of bubble because they didn't just lose. I mean, Manly were ridiculously better. Yep. And they're likely to play them in the finals. So for me, that's a much bigger problem than just dropping one to, I don't know, the Titans or, you know, someone sort of middling. Yeah, I, 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 I must again. admit, I, I don't get the idea that you want to lose. I think momentum is a massive <laughs> thing. And look, if you've been good enough to win 10, 11 games in a row, by all means, make it, make it a winning streak that ends in the 17th game and you've won the grand final. I, I don't get the whole idea that, you know, players are too overconfident. Don't you want them to be confident? I don't know. I'm confused. The whole system, yeah. the whole the whole argument against why you want to lose or for you why you want to lose, completely eludes me. Maria, uh, we have to get to your tips for round number twenty four. I can report once again the Queen of Rugby League hits a home run with fried rice. What is going on, Maria? I don't know. It's it's they're just educated guesses. It's a gift. You can yeah. say it. We we allow it here, and um, you have to let us know what your favourite fried rice destination in Sydney is. Uh, and the crew will head on down and shout you as much fried rice as you like. She cannot be beaten, everybody. She has taken out the 
Fried Rice Award for 2012. Friday night, the Bulldogs play the Tigers. Yeah, uh, I'm going with the Bulldogs, but anything could happen. Did you see enough from the, the Tigers against the Dragons to worry you that this is a winnable game? I didn't really, to be honest. Um, I didn't think they were that great. But um, you never know it, Damien, you know? Okay. Uh, the next game is... Agreed. Yeah, I agree with that. But, um, yeah, Benji and uh, Farrah playing well in that front row is playing very well. You do get Cassiano and Graham back this week, which are the inclusions. Broncos and Melbourne. I'm going with the Broncos. Any particular reason? Um, no. <laughs> That's what you get here on the Pretty Show. Insightful analysis from the Queen of Rugby League. Raiders and Roosters on Saturday afternoon. I pick the Raiders. Yes, um, I don't know what to do this week. I got the mock off them beautifully last week. Do I dare do it again? I don't know. Uh, Sharks and Rabbitohs, GI's back. I, uh, again, like the Broncos. I don't know why, but I'm going with the Sharks. Oh, interesting. The Warriors and mm. the Panthers? Oh, the Warriors. I had an interesting discussion today about this game. Um, someone said to me, oh, look, the Warriors, you can't pick them. They've been smashed two weeks in a row. And I went, well... I actually think the Panthers lost last weekend was worse than the Warriors because they should have won that match. They found a way to lose against Canberra as opposed to just getting beaten fair and square. Mm. Yeah, interesting observation. Um, and just look, I just don't think if you if you put their team side by side, the Panthers roster is not even remotely close to the Warriors. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a mismatch. Although there are some injuries for the Warriors as well. Titans and Eels, who do you pick here? Uh, did you say uh, the Titans? Okay, yeah, Eels and Titans is who I said. Uh, Seagulls and Knights on Sunday afternoon. Basically, if the Knights lose this, they are Gornskis. Yeah, the Seagulls. They're my most... I reckon they'll, I reckon they'll just win the Premiership again. Yeah. Oh, you've got off the Cowboys. Interesting. Uh, Monday night, Cowboys and Dragons. Cowboys. Okay. I haven't dropped them, but um, yeah, mainly it's scary. Yeah, they were fantastic. Maria, we have to get your fried rice. Let's have a look here. Maddie is going with the Cowboys. I am going with the Warriors. Uh, DC is going with the Bulldoggies. That leaves you with your first selection, which is the Gold Coast. Fabulous. Happy with that? Yes. Okay, and uh, next week we expect to hear the name of the Chinese restaurant we'll be going to for fried rice. Maria Cialis, thanks for being on Not The Footy Show once again. You can get her great journalism articles and words and stuff. In Big League, in Big League magazine, out every Thursday. Yes, thanks. Sire, I have news. And what sort of news do you have? Not bad news, is it? You know I can't take bad news. The day started out so good. Had a good night's sleep. Had a good BM. I don't want to hear any bad news. Now, what type of news is it? Well, to be perfectly frank, it's bad. There she was, Maria Cialis. We'll be talking to Maddie Duncan next on Not The Pretty Show. Dare we bring it back? Pepsi. Oh, he's he's dragged himself off the deathbed. How are you, champion? Um, oh, not 100% was, but I've uh, declared myself fit. I'll get, I'll get through the game. Now, there's a rumour going around that you spend a little bit too much time in the Fremantle Doctor on a holiday to Perth. Is that correct? That, that could be the rumour, mate, living up to the nickname and uh, call myself a bit of a chill. Now, uh, you're doing better than Corey Parker, mate, because you actually made today's show. He didn't make the game last weekend. No, mate, no, that's uh, the, uh, the mail was that he would play, fairly strong mail that he was going to play, but I believe it was a, a fairly late-minute decision that they'd, they'd hold him over one week and, and he'd come back this week. So I don't know, mate, what, what happened there, but well, from what we'd heard, he was definitely going to play. And that's it. Friday afternoon to Sunday is a long time for everybody, and like he got through a few sessions, what we'd heard. Look, if he ended up pulling up on Saturday and he was sore, well, I, we apologise for telling you that at that stage he was going to play because what can we do? Give you information looking into the future? It's not going to happen. No, that's right. We just did our best, mate. We just did our best. Now, will he play this week? <laughs> no, I believe I believe he's a good thing to play this weekend. Oh, there it is. He's declared him. Corey Parker, certainty. All right, buddy. Uh, we have to talk about your Broncos and a few other teams that are vying for those final three spots in the top eight. 
It looks like the Cowboys are home because their differential is so good. I think they could lose all three games pretty much and still make it into September. We've got the Sharks on 27, Broncos 26, Tigers 26, Knights and Raiders 24. Forget the Titans, forget the Dragons. They're Gornskis. Of those five teams, Matty Duncan, which team can win the Premiership from 6th uh, to 8th? Oh, yeah, 6th to 8th position. Uh, on, on current form was, you, you'd say probably none of them. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't see on, on on the form that any of those teams are showing them more uh, at the moment that that any of them can can challenge those top those top three teams. Okay. Now I agree with that entirely, and as you say, based on the current form we've seen, I think this weekend we get a good indication whether the five pretenders, as we've labelled them, actually could be contenders. Friday night we'll see whether the Broncos can pull themselves off the mat and beat the Storm. Who I thought, okay, they didn't play as well last week against the. Um, Titans as they did the week before against the Panthers, but there's still a lot to like about Melbourne. If you can beat Melbourne, does that give you some hope? Oh, absolutely. This is yeah. For well, we said those certain teams on current form can't win. This is the this is the week where you've got to start. And if you can get some momentum into the finals, you give yourself a hope. So if they knock over Melbourne, yeah, look, look, that'll be the confidence boost that they really need, and, and maybe get that roll on. But. Uh, on current form, and particularly that second half and, and how the halves are playing, geez, looks an uphill battle. Quick one, Josh Hopman back in the team on the wing. I don't think you lose anything there, but are you surprised that Corey Norman stayed at fullback? No, not overly surprised was. I just think they're, you know, where the, the, the Broncos are struggling to score some points at the moment. There has been some criticism of, of Hoffman. A lot of the, the backline movements break down when he gets his ball, uh, the ball in his hands and yep. he chimes into the backline. So I just think they're trying to fight. You know, Griffin's trying to have a man of his attacking bullets out there at the one time to, to try and get some points. It's, uh, it's kind of the, the last throw of the dice for Hook. And we've um, definitely been making this point the last couple of weeks, but if Corey Parker doesn't play, I just can't see your bench giving you any impact whatsoever. Oh, I, I agree, Was well, You know, I... Lack of a better word, there's, there's not many, there's not many bullets coming off that bench either. So, um, what's yeah, wrong with Josh McGuire? There's, there's not much there, mate. What's wrong with Josh McGuire? Mate, I, I actually don't know. Sorry, mate, you cut out. I'm, I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure what, what the go is there. So, um, I, I've heard it's not long term, but I don't know what the exact injury yeah. is. It seems to be shrouded in a bit of contra- uh, controversy and a bit of uh, mystery, actually, that injury. Uh, and very, very strange one, mate. Very strange and, and about it all. So I'm not sure what is going on. Anyway, uh, and the next one sees the Tigers play the Bulldogs. And again, if the Tigers can snap that winning streak from the Bulldogs, I personally think, and I've said this since the start of the year, like if they find a way to click come September, they can beat anyone. But uh, this is the game. If they lose this one, I, I write them off, even if they make the finals. Oh, they're they're a team. I've called them centers all all year, but they they are a team. If if they get to the finals, they're a team on their day that can beat anyone. So I wouldn't be. You know, I know I, the Tigers fans don't like me too much out there, <laughs> but um, I, they're a team. If I was the other teams, they're, they're the team I'd want to miss the eight because if they get there on their day, they can put something magic together. I agree. Now the Raiders have got the Roosters. Uh, look, it goes without saying they have to win this match. It doesn't matter if they win by 60. Uh, you just take the win if you're a Canberra fan and you move on. Don't put any stock in the performance at all because that's not the one that matters. It's the week after against the Dogs. Then the next game is the Sharks and the Rabbitohs. Now, the Rabbitohs are safely secure away, but the Sharks, mate, I know on this show I've been calling it since about May that even though the Sharkies were in third position looking pretty, they could still miss the top eight. Uh, I just can't see points in that back line. No, I, I agree totally with you, Was And look, it's been a great... Uh, you'd like them to, to make the, the eight and, you know, make them... Because it'd be, it'd be a great story from, from where they've come from. But I just think they're just going to come up short. Uh, watch out for... Uh, I, I hope they just, for the, for the sake of the team and the sake of the club, yep. they do make the eight. But I, I, I just think they're going to peter out when it matters most. Their game, I think, is in round 26 against the Cowboys. I think it's in Sydney. That is the one that'll be their break or break in terms of making the finals. They've got to win one more game, the Sharkies, I believe, to make it into the September. But Rabbitohs, then Storm. Ouch. Uh, the last game that we have to look at, uh, really, about the top eight is the Knights and the Seagulls. Again, we put the credentials on the Knights if they can beat Manly. I, I don't know if they can. I, I think they're a top eight team. 
you know, they've got the potential to be a, a top eight team this year. I like the football they're playing, but I don't think they'd go any further than the first week of the finals if, if they did make an eight. Even if they beat Manly this week? Yep. Okay, I think it's a fair enough call as well. All right, mate, we have a question from Twitter, and it's actually a really good one. It's from Mick on Twitter. Uh, he wants to know, what would Nathan Highmarsh have to do to cop a two-week suspension from the judiciary this weekend? That's a good question. Um, it'd have to be pretty bad, Walt. What, what? The only thing I could think of that it would, would seem rubbed out is if he picked someone up and speared their head into the turf. Like yeah, I was going to say, cause, I'd say the spear tackle would be the only possible one. Because even if he hit someone high, even if he hit someone high, they'd find a way to say it was like Cassiano's, the guy's knee buckled in the last 30 inches of a second or something. Um, and yeah. I'll, like, I'm, everyone knows, we're big fans of Nathan Highmarsh on this show. We don't want him to get suspended. But it is a great point from Mick on Twitter. He could basically, bar, bar a spear tackle, he's getting off. Uh, the king kids might, might get him in trouble too. But then there'll be issues with, um, you know, he's not his go, mate, remember? Yeah, that's it, oh, and it's not his go. Yeah. Not his go at all. Uh, so, Nathan, just avoid the spear tackles, mate, and you'll be sweet for around 26. Buddy, no, you're not well, so we're just going to go straight into your tips. Uh, we've probably covered a bit of them anyway, but we're going to go straight through them for round 24. Bulldogs, Tigers, Friday night. Oh, uh, the Tigers fans will hate me, but I think, I think the Bulldogs... Uh, run will come to the end this week. I think the Tigers will win. Okay, we've got the Broncos and your Storm. Well, sorry, the, your Storm oh, and the Broncos. Your Storm. I'll, I'll claim them. I'm, <laughs> um, a lot of coin setters in the team. <laughs> oh, look, it, it's it's uh, the maroon and yellow glasses, and I'll stick with the Broncos. Okay, uh, the Raiders and the Roosters. I'll, I'll go the Raiders. I would have not got their games right all year. I'll go the Roosters. <laughs> uh, the Raiders fans, thank you. Uh, the Sharks and the Rabbitohs. Uh, I'm pretty keen on the rabbits in this one. Yep, English back. That's a massive inclusion. Uh, Warriors and Panthers, mate. I, I, I'll put the pen through the Warriors. I, I think the Panthers can upset them on the weekend. If Michael uh, Jennings was playing, I'd probably be inclined to join you. But I just, I don't know. Panthers, they, um, they had enough ball to win over a thousand football games last Sunday, and uh, Canberra didn't do much to stop them. Titans and Eels. Yeah, I think it comes down to the Harrison uh, Bird Miles factor. If they're not healthy, you have to like the Eels. But again, with them, if they if they just learn how to defend in this last little bit, they could finish the year with like five from six wins. They just got to defend half decently and they will win games. Uh, that's all they need to do. That's all they need to do. It's only half the game. Uh, Seagulls and Knights, uh, Brookie. Uh, Knights are a bit like the uh, Eels for me. They've you know the slate form. I've, I've written on the back of it, but the only tips I get right lately, the Knights and the Eels, so I'll stick with the Knights. All right, and finally, the Dragons and the Cowboys. Cowboys are a good bet of the weekend. Not worried at all about the travel, mate? Nah, nah, bring it on. <laughs> Very good. All right, mate, Duncan, he, hopefully, if he can uh, get through uh, the evening, we'll be doing his show tomorrow, or have you pulled out, mate? No, I'm a bit nervous. Well, I'm, I haven't pulled the pin. It was probably late notice, I... If it wasn't such late notice, I would have tried to get a replacement. I'm not real flash, and the 4 a.m. wake-up's not going to be real good, but we'll, we'll soldier on at this point. Okay, 1015fm.com.au. You can listen to Sports Fever every Thursday morning from 8 a.m. Matey Duncan, it's been short, it's been sweet, it's been spectacular. Thanks very much, mate. Love your work, Wals. Hurry, mate. Cheap, mm-hmm. nasty, mm-hmm. and downright boring. Okay, there he was, Matty Duncan. We have... Listed through Not The Footy Show, everybody. And up next, he's back. His name, The Fish. Believe it or not, George isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beat. I must be out. Where could I be? <laughs> Believe it or not, I'm not home. Oh, hi. Hello, hello. How are you, canoe sprint expert man? Oh, uh, no, I give up on that. I give up on that. No, I'm, I'm <laughs> a rugby league expert again. Not None of this canoeing luck. That's, that's done and dusted. Now, can you just give everybody a quick... Uh, you got a sign as part of your job to uh, cover the canoeing and the, uh, the K1 slalom and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, was that two, week, two weeks of your life you wanted back? Uh, God, I don't want it back. I want it in 
history. Keep it in the past. Yeah. Uh, what about what about the rest of the Olympics? Oh, sorry, I can't say Olympics. Actually, it's after the Olympics. I can say Olympics again. Um, what about the rest of the Olympics, mate? You're up there in the uh, old dart, as it's, as it were, and uh, was it a great experience? Uh, I've been told, yeah. I was, I was too busy working to get involved in it, but now lots of friends and Facebook was full of uh, lots of uh, good pictures and stories. I think everyone else enjoyed it, yeah. <laughs> oh, gee, man, I, I feel sorry for you. Can you actually? You can probably still make it out to some Paralympic events, mate. I do recommend them. They're fantastic. Well, that's that's actually part of the plan. I think um, what I hadn't realised was quite how many specific Paralympic sports existed. Oh, that would be great fun just to go see all the venues and see all these wonderful sports that are, are new to me and almost as exciting as canoe sprint. Oh, almost, almost, almost. Now, buddy, we have to uh, get to the business end of Rugby League. It is round 24. There's three rounds to make decent money because then we go into minimal amount of games. Uh, so harder to find good bets of the weekend, mate. But... Uh, You've been steering your uh, boys and girls following you at gttips.co.uk all right the last couple of weeks, haven't you? Oh, well, we've been looking after you, haven't we? I know we've uh, sent you an email or two, and I, I hope you have been putting up um, our two good bets of the last two weeks, which have uh, both hacked up. So, uh, what was it? The, the Storm to smash up the Panthers and yep. the Manly to, to Beat, burst the bunnies, bunnies bubble. I think, exactly yeah, right. Both, both lovely winners for us. They were, and we'll have more for you tonight, everyone. Uh, we do have to bow address the fact that Eyes is now past you in the tipping, G2? Um, I'm not sure I've actually sent in tips for 20 weeks or so, so I'll use that as my excuse. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem, mate. That is no excuse. Uh, but your bets have always come up pretty good for the most part. Let's go to round 24. Friday night. Uh, there's two pretty decent games of footy on. But looking at the markets for the Bulldogs and the Tigers, is there value in 285 for the Tigers versus 145 for the Bulldogs? Um, can you ask guys for me? What's, what's he tipped? <laughs> Mate, he's taken the Tigers, uh, but that's because his other uncle uh, goes for the Tigers, so don't put too much into it. He knows, he knows. Um, no, I'm, I'm happy to watch both these uh, Friday night games. You're, you're right, I think they should be absolute crackers. Um, I think the, the Bulldogs-Tigers line is about right. Yeah, that's six and a half um, a moment here in Broncos. Australia. Yep. Yeah, it just looks fair. Um, it's, it's quite difficult to know where the Tigers are going to be, to be honest. But um, no, I can't. I can't be having a bet in that one. Just just sit back and enjoy it. Yeah, my tip. It, look, I, I want the Tigers to make the eight. I think they can afford to drop this game and still make the eight. But I think, as I said to Matty a bit earlier on, if they've got title aspirations, the Tigers they need to beat the Bulldogs this Friday night because the Bulldogs are down on a few troops. I know they get Cassiano and Graham back technically, but they're not going to be a hundred percent. Uh, this is the chance for the Tigers, but I will stick with Benny Barber and his Bulldogs. The Broncos are 240 at home versus the Storm 160. The line is four points. Melbourne last week, they got away with it a bit against the, the Titans. A bit lucky, I thought. Um, well, it depends which way you look at it. We'll, we'll come to the Titans when we look at their game. I think it, I don't think it'll be a huge upset to see a home win here. No. Um, it's a bit annoying. I've just seen some news that Corey Parker looks like he'll be out. Well, uh, which takes the edge off any betting opportunities. I think it's similar to yeah. the last one. I, I, I don't think it'll be a huge shock if the Broncos get up here, but there's not quite enough juice in their price to make it worth a bet. Yeah, and, and they're only four points, if you're thinking line-wise. I mean, Melbourne are the Kings at, at uh, putting a game away late on the scoreboard. I think they might have killed a few people last week. Uh, look, Melbourne, they're, they're a good enough team that they could come out here and they could win by 20. And Brisbane have looked a bit rudderless. Peter Wallace is playing terribly. Ben Hunt's not doing much better, and the funny thing was, Corey Norman, who was dropped two weeks ago, looked their best player almost against the Dogs. I'm picking Melbourne, uh, and the Broncos look win, and then impress me, and I might consider it next week. The next game sees my Raiders in a game they are ridiculously short against the Roosters. Dollar forty-five versus two eighty-five plus six and a half for the Roosters. Look, Canberra, they were handed the game last week; they didn't win it. Um, I'm quite quite pleased you uh, set it up like that. Just takes me back to our early season system of um, whenever you bag the the Raiders, we uh, we should be getting on them, right? <laughs> Shh. <laughs> sorry, sorry, mate. I've ruined it for you. What do you think? Um, what do you think I, I did last week, mate? A, I don't make it a great bet, but I, I do think the Raiders deserve to be yeah. slightly stronger favourites. Yeah. Um, but I agree, it is a, it is a big line. I think the way to make this easy to bet on is you bet the Raiders thirteen plus. And just, a bit of odds against. Yeah, so put your, your eggs in one basket there. Or something like that. Yep. No, the Raiders should win. But we've seen it before. Uh, they just turn off when they get home. The Sharks and the Bunnies, forty-eight South Sydney. It's pretty short away from home. Cronulla, two seventy plus 6 Cronulla. Green Eagles is back. What are your thoughts? 
I'm very interested to see if the Bunnies can can improve for GI or whether, you know, obviously he's a very good player, but it's just interesting to see how much they'll improve for his return. Um, I think this line is exactly right. just talking about uh, GI and how you weren't sure if this was a game you wanted to bet on, is that correct? Yeah, it's more that um, you don't know how each team's going to back up after last week. They could either take their defeats very well, or if they concede early, they might just think, oh God, we're going to get stuffed again. Um, it's just one to watch and enjoy, and it's um, interesting to see how the bunnies go now that they're full, full strength. Yeah, I think Wade Graham aggravating his sternum injury is a, just a gigantic loss for Cronulla. I don't know why they risked him last week, uh, but they did, and he might not be back until round 26, and even then he won't be 100%. So I'm taking the Bunnies and GI to steal the show in Cronulla. Uh, the Warriors and the Panthers, mate, the Warriors are just going that badly that today their CEO did not guarantee Brian McLennan's job next year. That's what you want to have after you've uh, coached for 20 games in the NRL, and they're up against the Panthers. Dollar thirty-three though, the Warriors. Panthers, three forty-five, nine and a half for Penrith. Uh, well, in the words of MC Hammer, I, I can't touch this game. I can't touch this at all. No appeal in any line that high. Don't have any interest in either of these two teams. Probably wouldn't even watch the game. Yeah, it's uh, really, this game has got one reason to watch it, and that's Conrad Howell up against Travis Robinson. Now, Travis Robinson, I believe, is the twin or the brother of Reese Robinson, who's not the biggest bloke in the world, and he also hasn't had three years of NRL preseason under his belt. So, Conrad Hurrell, as we termed him, Thunder Thighs, doesn't run over. Travis Robinson, uh, I'll be very disappointed. Uh, that's the difference in the game for me, for a Warriors side that just has looked very average once uh, Ben Matalino got injured. Yeah, I mean, it's just disappointing, especially Blue McLean as someone who's quite close to my heart as a Leeds yep. Rhinos fan. It's yep. a bit of a shame to see what's going on there. But um, no, I, ho- I hope, that he, hope he can turn it around and I hope he doesn't get sacked. But... You know, it's very difficult to argue why he should be keeping his job. Yeah, they've looked fairly average, the Warriors, this year. It has been a case of you just waited, maybe this week, maybe this week, maybe this week, and then it hasn't happened. Uh, the Titans and the Eels, we have a game where the Titans are forty-eight with three of their stars in pretty big doubt for the game. And anyone that's guaranteed to play is probably Nate Miles, and Ashley Harrison and Greg Burdell too. Parramatta 272, plus six for the Eels. Do you trust the fact that Parramatta might actually be able to defend and uh, keep attacking like they have been? Um, no, just talk me through these Titans injury doubts. Who is it you've got okay. uh, on the Greg injury? Bird is not 100%. He's got hamstring and sternum injuries. Uh, uh, Ashley Harrison has got a glute injury as well as his toe injury. The glute injury he did in, his, in the warm-up last week, and he had to leave the field because he couldn't get through it. So if he cops another knock on that... Um, during the game, he won't be able to keep playing. And Nate Miles Sternum, he played 80 minutes last week because he's a warrior, but if you've had a look at him, he is taped up to Lux. They're the three concerns. And William Zillman missed last week with back spasms, I believe, and he has been listed to play. But, you know, all you need is one little touch when you're warming up and you're out. So there's a few concerns there for the Titans. Yeah, I mean, that, that does explain a bit. I think, I think this is the only match I could, I could be having a confident bet on in the round, um, and I would only be back in the Titans. Yep. I, I, obviously, those those injury doubts are not ideal, but I'd imagine uh, most of them should come through for this game, and they might say, "Look, we'll we'll give you a rest next week when we travel down to Panthers, um, and then G up for the big final season finale at home to Eagles." Now, I, I I expect they'll they'll be patched up, but, but playing again, and I think that minus six you can get the Titans. I think that's a great bet. I think the Seals team is not a good team, and. The Titans have been so impressive in their first halves that I think they'll just break them. I think uh, it's only the Bulldogs who've been better than the Titans in terms of first half uh, results. Yep. And that might have changed after last weekend. Um, but yeah, I think I think if you can take the Titans on the halftime handicap and then I think the theory is is that the Eels will just be broken. Yeah, they can throw the ball around all they want, but you know, if they don't really believe and it's a long way a long away day, I, th- I can see them getting absolutely smashed here. Yeah. Okay, I can't make a decision personally, everybody, until I see whether those that trio yeah. or how many of those trios are actually gonna play. They all play, I will pick the Titans, but if they miss, then who knows? I might even give Parramatta yeah, well, my second tip of the year. What I, well, God, what 
what I would say is the market did open at six, and it's already people have been back in the Titans. It's moving out to seven. It's moving out to eight. Yeah. So what you could do, it depends whether you like betting when you know everything, like at the off, or whether you like betting now. You could have a small bet now, and then if the players do confirm themselves as playing, it's very likely that line could go off eight, nine, ten. You know, so you yep. you might have missed a bit of the value. So you could have a small bet now, and then wait and see, and then go back in again later. There's, there's lots of different ways you can play it. Okay, then we've got the Seagulls and the Knights at Brookie. Uh, Seagulls at all thirty-eight after their impressive showing against the Bunnies and Newcastle, who were almost as impressive against Cronulla. At three fifteen with plus eight. Yeah, I, I, we know we were keen on the Seagulls last week. I think I think they're the best team in the competition at the moment. I'm, yeah. I'm happy to take on the Knights. Not in a great rush to take them on. Obviously, they've been going well, and they're a dangerous team given how good we thought they'd be at the start of the year. Um, but I, I made this line a little bit higher. I don't think I would be having a, a lumpy bet on minus eight, but I do I do prefer the Seagulls to the Knights on that yeah, line. This game just. To me, it just smells of the, the Knights getting up for their game last weekend and then come crashing back to earth when they play a quality football side. That's my worry. If you're a Knights fan, I'll take Manly. Uh, in, yeah, uh, and the team's backing up for Monday. I've got a, a horrible record. Even though it's a Sunday game, the Eagles have still got, what, another three days to, yep. to, to recover, uh, back up from them? Uh, so. Precisely. Now, finally, St. George Illawarra up against the Cowboys. A lot of people want to tell you that the Cowboys are specials in this game. 240 for the Dragons. Dollar sixty for the Cowboys, minus four, four, or plus four for the Dragons. I think for about the fourth week, fourth time in the last five weeks or so, I've made the Dragons a bet, but I'm just sick of it. I can't trust them anymore. <laughs> I'm not having a bet in this game. Like, I wouldn't say Cowboys are specials, but I'm just bored of the Dragons, especially now they're spent. And they? I don't think they can make the eight. As in, it's yep, sealed delivered. I just just leave the game. Um, no, I, I I wouldn't. Put you off the Cowboys, but I wouldn't say they were specials. Yeah, look, dollar sixty head to head's probably your biggest value there if you like the Cowboys. Um, but I, who knows? With the Dragons, the way they defend, they sometimes turn up. Other days, they do uh, not bother at all. And an interesting subplot in this game: it's the first time, uh, well, first, first opportunity, Matt Pryor and Jonathan Thurston have a chance to play each other since the tent peg from Matt Pryor. So, is there a chance you might see some uh, vigilante justice from the Cowboys on uh, Matt Pryor for that elbow on JT? It'll be very interesting to see if they still still remember it. I tell you, what, I'm just doing a little bit of research off the top of my head. Oh, how many times the Cowboys have won in Sydney this year? <laughs> and it looks like it is only against the Knights. And that was yeah, in, they yeah, got, they got the coast. Yeah. Actually, pretty impressive that game actually from memory. But yeah, yeah and they they, um, they put up a decent showing against the um, Bulldogs a couple of weeks ago. But look, the Dragons, oh, look, they're just the uninspiring football side, and they've got Jamie Sound back at five eight. So I'm not picking up. Cowboys. Yeah, um, that's, that's not idea. It's amazing. Like um, one of the, I think I had a good bet on the was it the Storm to beat the Dragons when he was dropped. Or yeah, and, then, and oh. you sort of thought you used to think he was the heart and soul of the team, but he is, and that's why they've been rubbish. Yeah. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about it. playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Okay, mate. We've got to go quickly uh, as we wrap up. Not the footy show episode 120. We're three weeks out from the end of the regular season. And we have three equal favourites for the title down here in Sydney. We've got the Bulldogs, Manly four dollars, Melbourne four twenty-five. Then it jumps out a little bit to South Sydney five fifty, and then you've got value. You've got the Cowboys at eleven, the Tigers at twenty-one, your Broncos at twenty-three, uh, the Sharks twenty-nine, and then write your own uh, check or price for the other other teams there. Now I know you recommend the Broncos at the start of the year. Things haven't gone their way in terms of injuries and performance the last few weeks. Uh, how confident are you of uh, trying to make a little bit extra money by getting on them at twenty three bucks? No, is it, well, there's an expression we use in the betting industry. Like if you back a team and then it starts going against you, or even if it starts going for you, we call it getting the whip out. You just keep whipping it. You just keep backing <laughs> it. Um, I don't think this is an opportunity to get your whip out. I, I think. <laughs> it, I mean, if, if you're a diehard Broncos fan, I wouldn't put you off twenty five dollars, twenty six dollars. But I, I just think the wheels have come off there and. I know, uh, obviously, your playoff system this year is what we've had in the Super League for a yeah. few years, and it's been very, very difficult for a team not in that top four to win it. The first time that that happened was Leeds Rhinos last year, and Leeds Rhinos had had a horrible season, but had yeah. come into the playoffs with momentum, the complete opposite of what the Broncos have done. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, if you're wanting a team that's outside of those top four, you'll, A, you'd need a big prize, B, you'd need a team that has the class of the Rhinos, and C, is coming into the you know, the finals with form, 
I don't think there's any fits the bill here. If, if you're having a bet on this now, pick one of the top four that's your favourite. Just pick the team which you think is the best of those four. And, uh, you know, I might do luck. Right now, you got a, a preference or an order of those four teams? It's very tight. I don't think there's any actual value, pure value. I yep. would have Manly favourites. I think they deserve to be favourites. Yep. Um, then I'd probably have co-favourites of three. I think I've got Storm, Bulldogs and Bunnies all on exactly the same rating at the moment. Yep. Um, Maybe maybe the bunnies outside us. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Manly should be favourites. Let's say I'd have them at four dollars, and then doggies and storm at four dollars fifty, and then bunnies at, at five, something like that. Yeah, no, I think it's a, a fair enough call. The bunnies, their game, I think, to decide whether they're really a contender is this weekend. How they bounce back after getting done by um, Manly last week. That was a real test for them, and they failed miserably. Granted, it was without English, but they've got to bounce back straight away for me to be a threat. Melbourne. We know it comes down to the big three. The dogs, it comes down to Ben Barber being as um, valuable in the playoffs as he has been in the regular season. And as we said, I think we said about a month ago, Manly, they played a game where they got done by the uh, Bulldogs. They had all the ball, couldn't get across the line, and they could have gone in one of two directions. They've gone the right direction. I think I called it uh, three weeks ago. They'd run the rest of the table. They're the team to beat everybody. And if you like them, four bucks, well, you know, waste your, waste your lunch money. Uh GT, gttips.co.uk. Uh, what can people expect in the next couple of weeks? Um, well, it's the, the return of the most boring sport in the world, isn't it? We've got English domestic <laughs> uh, soccer coming back, uh, which is, fills, fills my heart with dread. Um, but now apparently uh, other people are quite fond of it. We, um, we've last night, we've put up our anti-post tips. So, you know, we've got our outright selections for the Premier League, yeah. Championship, League One and Two. And um, we did actually quite well on them last year. We got we got Reading. They won the championship first at about okay. sixteen to one. Nice. Um, you know we got Blackburn relegated from the Premier League at um, what's that four dollars fifty? I'll get back into your odds. Um, so yeah, that's all on gttips.co.uk now. Um, so if you want to get crack into a bit uh, the long term bets for the for the English football, that's that's all on there now. Now, quick one. I'm a mad Notts County fan in uh, League One. Uh, are they going to go any better this year? Uh, League One is beyond my knowledge, but I will tell you um, <laughs> something which should which should please you please you. Um, uh, Nottingham Forest over the off season, you know, one of those sort of championship clubs, yep. uh, was flooded with money and everyone was backing them to win the championship. But then they haven't got the manager which they were rumoured to get. You know, the players haven't arrived, and there's actually quite strong rumours that Notts Forest will be. Um, Sorry, Nottingham Forest yep. will be relegated at a at a big price because um, they're no better than last year. Only finished nineteenth, and that's that's a very hot tip at the moment. Um, and it's a big price. I think it's about fifteen dollars. So there you go. That's an ad hoc tip for me. Nottingham Forest to get yeah, relegated yeah, from the championship. For well, any Notts County fans, Notts County fans, be very happy, um, mate. Uh, quick one, just uh, in general, everybody get on to at GT Tips and at GT underscore Tips on Twitter. A lot of great uh, heads up, uh, basically notes about what. The GT Tips team are giving you for tips, and GT, as always, the fish has delivered. The fish has delivered. Yeah, it's just a lovely little sports tipping website. We're, we're a group of bookmakers, and uh, you know we love tipping because we we often can't have the bets because other bookmakers don't like to lay our bets because they know they know we do well often. <laughs> so it's just a bit of fun for us, and it's uh, if we can put some fun back into uh, other people's betting, that's that's what it's all about. And Vinny Parmigiana, there you go. I got him back on this week. GT, thanks for being on the Not the Footy Show episode 120. We'll speak to you next time. Cheers, my pleasure to speak to you then. Hello, you play to win the game. Well, uh, I'm a comedian. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I, uh, I really wouldn't know about that. I don't watch much TV. Uh, I like to read. Uh, yeah. What do you do, a lot of that, uh, did you have a notice kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It strikes me a lot of guys are doing that kind of humor. Yeah, yeah. Well, you really went bald there, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. used to really have a thick, full head of hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess I started losing it when I was about 28, uh, right around the time I made my first million. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's true what they say. The first million is the hardest yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you do? I'm an architect. Have you designed any buildings in New York? Have you seen the uh, new addition to the Guggenheim? You did that? Yep, yep. It didn't take very long, either. Well, you've really built yourself up into something. Well, uh, I, uh, I had a dream, Jerry. Yeah, yeah. You know, 
one can't help but wonder what brings you into a crummy little coffee shop like this. Well, I like to stay in touch with the people. Ah. Uh, you know, you, you got a hole in your sneaker there. What is that, canvas? Yeah, you know, my driver is waiting. I said, I really should get running. Good yeah. to see you guys see again. You. George, George, uh, George, George, hang on a yeah. second, because I haven't seen you in so long. Uh-huh. I thought we might reminisce a little more. You know, Duncan and I were just talking about the day of the big race. Oh, the big race. Yeah. Yes, yes. You were there? Oh, sure, sure. I certainly was. Yeah, I remember that day. Well, I'll never forget it, because that... That was the day that I uh, lost my virginity to Miss Stafford, the voluptuous uh, homeroom teacher. Miss Stafford? Yes, yes. You know, I was in detention, and she came up behind me while I was erasing the blackboard. George? But I digress. Uh, let me see. Now, as I remember, you were standing at one end of the line. I was right next to you, and... Uh, I remember that we were even for like the first five yards, and then boom, boom, you were gone. Did I get a head start? Head start? Oh, no, absolutely not. No. You're satisfied, so you see? No, I'm still not convinced, and I never will be. Why don't the two of you just race again? That's a good idea. No, 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 no. Another race, out of the question. I know, you've been saying that for 20 years because you know you can't beat me. You couldn't beat me then, and you can't beat me now. Race him, Jerry. Race him. All right. I'll do it. The race is on. And people want to tell me that Big Bang Theory is a better show than that? Richie, please. So there you have it, everybody. Not the footy show, episode 120. Done and dusted. Three guests, plus eyes. What more could you want, except for me? You know, shutting up. Uh, just a quick shout out to dreamteamers.com.au. Uh, we've got a podcast going over there just on NRL Dream Team and the final system coming up. So if you want to take us on, the group over there at dreamteamers.com.au, join our league over there and see if you can ma- uh, mix it with the Postman, uh, TDH, NFI, and Senor Vining. Uh, and I'm Warwick Nicholson. Thanks to all my guests. It's been great once again to just chat rugby league with you. If you want to send us a line, we'd really appreciate it. Questions, etc. Look, you listen to the show. If you listen to the show, for some reason, you might want to actually interact with us and head over to iTunes and give us a rating. Remember the NRL preview with all the late mails on wdnicholson.com. That's wdnicholson.com at NRL tweet for me and facebook.com slash NRL podcast. So we'll speak to you next week on The Footy Show, episode 121. I'm assuming we're going to have some guests in the studio. They better be. I'm sick of doing this by myself. See you, everyone. Bye. Just go away now. I've had a gut full of you the whole game. Oh, I see. Oh, by the way, how many of you out there couldn't get this song out of your head last week? See ya. Your mom says you, you got to come to lunch now. When well, you leave, you leave the schoolyard and you go to lunch with your mom. Pepsi.